Good morning. My name is uh, Dr. Makan Moise Bang. I'm from the Geneva University Law School. Uh, in one of the previous lecture, I addressed the issue of the principle of non-discrimination uh, under the GATT and in WTO law in general. Uh, now I would like to come back on one main pillars um, of the principle of non-discrimination, which is the national treatment principle. Uh, which is governed by Article 3 of the, of the GATT. As we have said uh, in the lecture concerning the principle of non-discrimination, the national treatment principle deals with what we call discrimination against countries. So what the national treatment obligation under Article 3 of the GATT is purporting at uh, is to avoid, to prohibit, uh, discrimination between domestic products and imported products. So I will address in this lecture uh, the complex mechanism of uh, the national treatment principle and I will try to look at how it operates under the, the GATT regime. Before looking at the operation of the national treatment principle, uh, let me remind that uh, Article 3 of the GATT, so the National Treatment Principle, uh, only applies in principle to internal measures. So that means that all the measures which are taken at the border uh, of a territory are not really uh, covered by Article 3 of, of the GATT. So what Article 3 is looking at is what we call internal discrimination. So we look at the discrimination once products have entered the market of a state. So not at outside discrimination, at external discrimination, uh, which is covered mainly by the most favored nation uh, clause. So Article 3 of the GATT has, has an objective to prohibit and to prevent protectionism. What do we call, what do we mean by, by, by protectionism? Uh, protectionism, it's when uh, competitive conditions are not granted, are not ensured on the market of a state, when there is a distortion of competition between um, domestic products and imported products, then there is protectionism. So the very purpose, the very objective uh, of Article 3 of the GATT, so of the National Treatment uh, Obligation, is to prohibit and to prevent protectionism. This is clearly stated in uh, Article 3, Paragraph 1 of, of the GATT. States should not, must not adopt uh, trade measures which would uh, uh, afford protection to domestic production. So this is the very objective of, um, of Article 3 of the GATT. So now, how does the National Treatment Principle uh, operate in practice? Uh, let's take a practical example to, 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 to look at the, to demonstrate the operation. Let's imagine, for instance, that uh, a state, let's call him state, let's call it state A, uh, adopts uh, an internal measure 
concerning soft drinks. Okay, so let's imagine that this internal measure, the said internal measure, uh, applies different standards uh, between domestic soft drinks, which are produced uh, with uh, sugar cane, and different standards for imported soft drinks, which are produced with HFCS, high fructose corn syrup. So let's imagine we have an internal measure applying different standards depending on whether the soft drinks uh, the, are, are produced domestically with sugar cane uh, or the soft drinks are imported products produced with HFCS. To determine whether that internal measure of state A is consistent or not with, uh, with GATT Article 3, you need first to qualify legally the nature of that internal measure. So what is the legal nature of, uh, of that internal measure? So this is the first thing uh, that has to be, uh, to be done. Uh, when looking at whether there is or not a violation of the national treatment principle. What is the nature of the internal measure adopted by state A? Here we have two, two ways, we have two options. Either you determine that the internal measure is an internal taxation measure, and then GATT Article 3.2 is going to, to, to govern the state measure, or either you determine, you, you, you find that the said internal measure is what we call an internal regulation. And if it's, that, if it's the case, if it's an internal regulation, then it is got Article 3.4, which is going to apply, which is going to govern the said, the said measure. So I repeat, we have two options. Two options, first, to determine whether a measure, an internal measure, is or not uh, consistent with the national treatment obligation, the first requirement is to qualify the measure. If the internal measure is an internal taxation measure, then GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2 is going to govern the said measure. If the internal measure is what we call an internal regulation, then uh, GATT Article 3, Paragraph 4 is going to govern the said measure. So let's imagine that this internal measure which was uh, adopted by our state, State A, is an internal taxation measure. So what is an internal taxation measure? Uh, to put it simply, uh, internal taxation measures are all measures concerned with internal charges like the value-added taxes, sell uh, taxes, excise duties. So these are uh, internal taxation measures. If we determine that the internal measure adopted by State A is an international uh, is an internal taxation measure, then the test to be applied is the test under Article 3, Paragraph 2 uh, of the GATT. However, under Article 3, Paragraph 2 of the GATT, there are two subtests. 
There is first the test of what we call the national treatment test for internal taxation on like products. And then, if that test fails, uh, there is a second test to be taken into account under Article 3, Paragraph 2 of the GATT. It's what we call the national treatment test for internal regulation on directly competitive or substitutable products. I'm going to explain it uh, in more simple terms. So, our internal measure is an internal taxation measure. What GATT Article 3.2 first sentence is requiring to do to determine whether that internal taxation measure is or not consistent with the GATT is to look at whether the domestic products and the imported products are like products. This is the first requirement uh, under Article 3, 2, first sentence. So can we consider here that the domestic soft drinks produced with um, sugar cane and the imported soft drinks produced with high fructose corn syrup are like products? Can we consider it? So, to determine whether domestic products and imported products are like products, you have a set of criteria. You have a set of criteria. That set of criteria was formulated in 1970 in the report of the, the GATT Working Group on Border Tax Adjustments. So, four criteria were formulated at that time and they're still applicable nowadays. So the first criterion is what we call uh, the products, uh, properties, nature, and quality. Here, the idea is to look at the composition, for instance, uh, of a product. It's uh, the structure of two products, the color, uh, the texture. So everything which relates to characteristics of products. So if you consider, for instance, uh, that soft drinks produced with sugar cane and soft drinks produced with high fructose corn syrup have the same uh, qualities or nature or, or properties, then you may conclude that they are like products. You may. I'm saying you may because you have as a, as a criteria to take into account. But you may conclude that they are uh, like, like products. The second criterion to look at to determine whether uh, a domestic product and um, uh, an imported product are like products is what we call the end users of the products, the end users. So why do we use this product and why do we use this as a product? Do they have the same end users? So, for instance, to come back to our example with the soft drinks, uh, can we consider that soft drinks produced with sugar cane have the same uh, have have the the same end uses than soft drinks produced with high fructose corn syrup? Can we consider that they have the same uses, the same end uses? Uh, is it just to drink something sweet, or or is it? Uh, is there is, is can we consider that uh, the, the the end users 
are different because one product contains sugarcane and the other product contains uh, HFCS. Then you have, if you consider, of course, that they have the same end users, you may conclude also that they are like products. If you say that they do not have the same end uses, maybe you may conclude that they are not like products. Then you have a third criterion, which is very important, which is what we call the consumer's tastes and habits. Consumer's tastes and habits. The criterion of the consumer's tastes and habits uh, consists uh, in looking at how consumers in a given market perceive uh, a, a specific product. So here to come back to our example uh, uh, concerning the, 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 the soft drinks, you may wonder on a given market how consumers perceive soft drinks uh, containing sugar cane and soft drinks containing high fructose corn syrup. Maybe in some markets, in some countries where consumers are very concerned with, uh, with health, maybe they would not perceive soft drinks produced with sugar cane as being the same than soft drinks produced with HFCS. So this would depend, of course, on every given market. But the, the, idea, the idea behind uh, the consumer states and habits is to look at the perception. What is the perception of consumers with respect to this product and this other product? And then you have a last criterion. A last criterion, which is what we call the tariff classification of the products. There is one system called the harmonized system of tariff classification, where each goods, uh, each good uh, and each product is classified under a certain system. And to determine whether uh, soft drinks containing sugarcane and soft drinks containing HFCS, you may go and look at that harmonized system of classification to see if they are under the same tariff classification. This might help you in determining whether or not uh, these two products are like products. So we have this set of criteria. But these criteria do not apply at the same level. It's not that you have uh, that you can only find likeness, you can only find that two products are like products if there is a cumulative uh, application of all these criteria. So you don't need to prove that they have the same end uses, that the consumers perceive them the same way, that uh, they have the same characteristic, that they have the same traffic classification. So you don't have an obligation to prove a, a cumulative um, reunion of the, of the criteria to conclude uh, that products uh, are, like, are like products. Why? Why? As was explained by the applied body in a very famous case called the Japan Alcoholic Beverages case, uh, likeness, the notion of likeness, the concept of likeness is like an accordion. So this was the metaphor, this was the image uh, used by the applied body describing likeness, the concept of likeness as an accordion. So what the applied body said is that uh, the, the concept of likeness is an accordion 
with stretchers and squeezes in, um, in different places as different provisions of the WTO agreement are, are applied. So what does it mean? It means that depending on the provision that you are looking at, depending on the provision that you are looking at, that you are applying, the concept of likeness might squeeze or might be narrower. So might, uh, might stretch, sorry, no, might, might stretch, so might be larger, or might, uh, might squeeze, so might be na narrower, depending on the provision that you, are taken, that you are taking into account. So when you deal with Article 3, Paragraph 2, first sentence, of the GATT. There, the concept of likeness is very narrow. It's very narrow. What does it mean? It means that there, what will be the dominant, uh, the prevailing criterion is what we call physical similarity. So if you can prove that uh, the two products, so our soft drinks, if you can prove that they have the same uh, uh, characteristics, quality, and nature, then you can conclude easily that they are like products. However, if there is elements of, of differentiations in terms of physical similarity, then you would conclude that they are not like products. So you see, as I was telling you, there, are n there, there is no cumulative application of the criteria I gave for... for, for um, for likeness. When you deal with Article 3, Paragraph 2, first sentence of the GATT, the prevailing criterion is the product's properties, nature, and quality. So if there is physical similarity between two products, so between the domestic product and the imported product, you can conclude that they are like products. So let's imagine here in our example that soft drinks produced with uh, sugarcane and soft drinks produced with HFCS are similarly, are physically similar. They are physically similar because uh, there's no difference. They, they have the same color, they have the same taste, uh, it's still soft drinks. So let's consider that there is physical similarity. Then to prove that there is a violation of the national treatment principle, you need to prove that they were not uh, taxed the same way. So they were taxed differently. You see? You have to prove that they were taxed differently. So once you have said, okay, they are like products, the next step, the next level, is to prove under Article 3, Paragraph 2, first sentence of the GATT, that soft drinks, domestic soft drinks produced with uh, sugarcane were taxed differently uh, by comparison to imported soft drinks produced with HFCS. And here, even the smallest amount, even the smallest uh, excess of taxation, so even if it's a small, a small uh, excess in taxation, is prohibited under the GATT even the smallest uh, amount of excess, even the smallest amount of excess. So this is what we call even a de minimis taxation. So even if you have, let's say, 
domestic soft drinks uh, being taxed at let's say five percent, and imported uh, soft drinks being taxed at five point two percent. Even that is prohibited under Article Three, Paragraph Two, First Sentence of the GATT because they are like products. So like products, the GATT does not uh, allow any kind of um, tax difference. Even a de minimis would be seen as a violation of the national treatment principle there. But here, in, this, uh, in the hypothesis I just took now, I took the hypothesis according to which the domestic soft drinks and the imported soft drinks were like products. But you might conclude, because remember, it's very narrow. It's very narrow, the, the, the concept of likeness under Article 3.2, first sentence. So you might conclude that, no, they are not like products because there is no physical similarity. Why there is no physical similarity? Because, of course, if you look at the composition, you can say it's not physically similar because one is being produced, produced the domestic soft drinks are being produced with sugarcane, while the imported soft drinks are being produced with high fructose corn syrup. So you can say that sugarcane and high fructose corn syrup are two different, uh, are two different uh, components. And because of that, uh, it's not, there's no physical similarity. So your conclusion is that they are not like products. So if your conclusion is that they are not like products, then you need to move to get Article 3, Paragraph 2, Second Sentence. If your conclusion is that they are not like products under GATT Article 3, 2, first sentence, then the analysis does not stop there. You need to move to GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2, second sentence. Why? Because GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2, second sentence, sentence covers a broader uh, category of products than GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2, first sentence. GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2, second sentence covers what we call directly competitive or substitutable products. Okay? So you may, you may conclude that two products are not like products, but still, they might be directly competitive or substitutable products. So this is why GATT Article 3.2 is telling you you cannot stop the, the analysis after, at the first sentence, okay, they are not li like products under the first sentence, but you, you, it doesn't mean that your measure is considered as being consistent. You still need to prove that they are not directly competitive or substitutable products. So you need to prove that uh, the domestic soft drinks uh, produced with sugarcane and the imported soft drinks produced with uh, high fructose corn syrup are not directly competitive or substitutable products. This is GATT Article 3, Paragraph 2, Second Sentence. This is what we call the National Treatment Test for Internal Taxation on Directly Competitive or Substitutable Products. Okay? So here, First of all, of course, you need to prove 
that if you want to determine whether there is a violation or not of the national treatment principle, you need to show whether the products are or not directly competitive or substitutable. So what does it mean? What does it mean products which are directly competitive or substitutable? According to the case law, uh, directly competitive or substitutable uh, means that two products are interchangeable. They are interchangeable and that they offer uh, alternative ways to satisfy a particular need or a particular taste. Okay? So this is how the case law uh, defines directly competitive or substitutable product. When two products are interchangeable, when they offer alternative ways of satisfying a particular need or taste. So then, for instance, you, you, you may ask yourself, uh, uh, do a scarf and a tie are directly competitive or substitutable products? Or you may ask yourself, uh, is free alcohol beer directly competitive or substitutable to alcohol beer, so f uh, to, to beer containing alcohol. Or you may ask yourself, I don't know, uh, can we consider that whiskey and brandy are two directly competitive or substitutable products? To answer to that question, you need to determine whether those two products are interchangeable and whether they offer alternative ways of satisfying a particular need or taste. So if you can prove that uh, the soft drinks, to come back to our example, if you can prove that uh, soft drinks produced with sugarcane are interchangeable to soft drinks produced with high fructose corn syrup, then you, your conclusion would be that they are directly competitive uh, or substitutable. So here, what, what, will you, what would you look at to determine if two products are directly competitive or substitutable? What would you look at? Mainly, you would look at the consumer's taste and habits. Because to determine whether two products are interchangeable, or if they offer alternative ways of, uh, of satisfying this, the, a particular need, what you would look at is how do consumers on a given market perceive the products. For instance, in state A, when consumers cannot drink uh, domestic soft drinks uh, with sugar cane, what would they do when they go to the supermarkets? they would surely buy the soft drinks containing high fructose corn syrup because at the end of the day, what they want is to drink, uh, to, uh, to, what they want at the end of the day is to enjoy a soft drink. So they wouldn't make uh, a difference on, on, on most of the markets. You know? The same maybe for, for whiskey and vodka. On a given market, maybe that if a consumer goes to a shop and he cannot buy uh, he or she cannot buy a domestic uh, whiskey. Maybe he would go and buy some 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 imported vodka, 
because at the end of the day, maybe the the the, the particular need uh, that has to be to be satisfied is the same, and you can you can satisfy that need by drinking either whiskey or or, or vodka. So you see that here. Uh, to determine whether two products are directly competitive or substitutable, uh, the prevailing criterion is going to be the consumer's taste and habits. That, that criterion that we have already referred to when we were addressing the list of, um, uh, of, 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 of criteria to, to, uh, to, to, to identify uh, likeness. So if you conclude that the domestic soft drinks and the imported soft drinks are competitive, are directly competitive or substitutable products. Then you need to go to another test, another sorry step level. You need to prove that they are not similarly taxed. Because remember, we are still talking about internal internal taxation measure. So now, once you have said okay they are directly competitive or substitutable, you need to prove, if you want to, to demonstrate a violation of the national treatment principle, you need to prove that they are not similar, similarly taxed. But here, remember, with GATT Article 3, 2, first sentence, I told you that not even the smallest amount of excess is allowed. Not even the smallest amount of excess, so not even a de minimis taxation uh, is allowed. Here it's different when you deal with Article 3, Paragraph 2, Second Sentence. Here it has to be more than a de minimis taxation. It has to be more than a de minimis taxation. Then what is, uh, how can you consider that something is more than a de minimis taxation? this will be determined on a case-by-case -case basis. So there is no general rule saying uh, from this level it's more than the minimis. So it will be decided on a case-by-case -case basis taking into account the particulars or the specificities of a given market. Okay? But you need to prove that the two directly competitive or substitutable products were not similarly taxed if you want to prove violation of the national treatment principle. Let's imagine that we find or we conclude that the domestic soft drinks and the imported soft drinks were not similarly taxed under Article 3, Paragraph 2, Second Sentence of the GATT. Then there is a third and final level that you still need to prove. So you see that it's very complicated to prove violation of national treatment principle. So then there is a third level, uh, a third element to, to be proven. You need to prove that the internal taxation measure was applied so as to afford protection to domestic production. You need to prove that. Remember when I, at the beginning of the lesson, I said that the objective of GATT Article 3, so the objective of the National Treatment Principle, is to prohibit protection of domestic production. Okay? So here, the last condition, the last element to be proven under GATT Article 3, 2, second sentence, you need to prove that 
uh, not only they are directly competitive or substitutable products, not only they were uh, not similarly taxed, but also, final criterion, condition, but also that, I the, the, that internal taxation measure was applied so as to afford protection to domestic production. If you prove that, then there is violation if, of, uh, of the national treatment principle. If you cannot prove that, then there is no violation of the national treatment obligation. So the three levels I gave you are cumulative. They're not alternative, they're cumulative. So how do you prove that an internal taxation measure was applied so as to afford protection to domestic production. You prove it, as I was saying in the previous lesson on, on the principle of discrimination, here the, the indicator is to prove that the competitive relationship on the market was distorted. You prove that. If you prove that, that the, 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 the equality of opportunities on the market between domestic products and imported products, that the equality of opportunities was distorted, was, uh, how do you, would you say that, nullified, then you can conclude that there is uh, an intention to afford protection to domestic production. Because then domestic products and imported products do not enjoy the same uh, equality of opportunities on, on the market. So I'm insisting on that because this is an objective appreciation. So it means that a state, let's take our state, state A cannot come before the WTO and say, and say yes, but you know, my intention was, the intention of the legislator was to protect the health, for instance, of the, of the consumers. That's why I, I, I discriminated. That's why I applied um, a different uh, taxation to, to domestic soft drink, drinks compared to imported soft drinks. The element of the intention of the legislator is, would, would not be taken into account at all. So it's an objective appreciation. What we're going to look at is whether objectively on the market equality of competitive opportunities have been distorted or not. This is what uh, the judge would look at. So objective appreciation. Even if the intention of the legislator was a good intention, protect the health <laughs> of its consumers. Okay? So for instance, a state cannot, cannot um, hide behind the fact uh, that it would like to, 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 to protect the youth, uh, the young people uh, from, uh, from alcohol, high alcohol beers uh, to justify um, a different, uh, how do you say that, different internal taxation uh, for its domestic beer by comparison to imported beer. Intention wouldn't play. So what the judge will look at is what we call the design, the architecture, and the revealing structure of the internal taxation measure. Okay. So if the effect 
the design is 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 made as 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 to 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 to, uh, to grant uh, economic prevalence, economic domination uh, for domestic products, vis-à-vis -vis imported products, then there is a measure which has been applied so as to afford protection to domestic production. And then uh, uh, the, the, the national treatment principle will be found as, as having been violated by state A. As I was saying at the beginning of, uh, of the lesson, to come back to the internal measure which has been adopted by state A concerning soft drinks. So here we, we, we were dealing with the hypothesis according to which the internal measure was an internal taxation measure. But then, let's imagine that the internal measure is not an internal taxation measure, but it is what we call an internal regulation, per se. So, no taxation. It's just an internal regulation. If it's the case, then here, the provision which is going to apply, which is going to govern the said measure, is Article 3, Paragraph 4 of the GATT. So we're moving to a new test now. We're leaving the test under Article 3, Paragraph 2, and we're moving to a new test, which is the test, the National Treatment Test, under Article 3, Paragraph 4 of the GATT. First of all, what is an internal regulation? So an internal regulation uh, under GATT Article 3.4 is any law or regulation or requirement adopted by public authorities. By public authorities. So by even the executive branch in a country or the, uh, the legislative branch in a country. Okay, so any... Any, any law, regulation, or uh, requirement which affects, which affects the sale, the distribution, or the use of products is considered as an internal regulation under GATT Article 3, Paragraph 4. So it means that, for instance, if a regulation was adopted by private companies, this is not an internal regulation under Article 3, Paragraph 4 of the GATT, except unless, unless if you can prove that the private uh, companies uh, were empowered with um, elements of governmental authority. If you can prove that they were empowered with elements of governmental authority, yes, then it can be an internal regulation under Article 3, Paragraph 4 of the GATT. Otherwise, no. So you need uh, that, 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 that regulation to be a law, a regulation, or requirement, and which affects the sale, the distribution, or the use of, um, of products. So let's imagine that our internal measure, the internal measure of, of state A, is an internal regulation, regulation affecting the sale, the distribution, or the use of soft drinks. Since the state is, is uh, imposing, let's imagine, uh, 
labels for imported soft drinks and no, and no labels for domestic soft drinks, for instance. So imported soft drinks will have to be to have labels so consumers know that these soft drinks are, are, are contain um, high fructose corn syrup and maybe the label is saying dangerous for the health. So you see, it's not taxa a taxation measure. It's purely a, a, a legal measure, but discriminating. Discriminating between domestic products which do not have any labels, nothing, and imported products which are subject, for instance, to labels saying, okay, contain this uh, product which is a dangerous product, for instance. So if you want to prove that there is a violation of the national treatment principle under Article 3.4 of the GATT, here you need to prove that domestic soft drinks and imported soft drinks are like products. So we're coming back to the notion of likeness once again. We're coming back. So you see that the notion of likeness is really at the heart of, uh, of the national treatment principle. So you need to prove that these domestic products and these imported products are like products. But remember what I said a while ago. The concept of likeness is an, ac an accordion. Hmm? It is an accordion. So it stretches and it squeezes depending on the provisions. So when it was Article 3, Paragraph 2, First Sentence, it was squeezing. Hmm? It, was, it was a narrower, a, a very narrow uh, vision of likeness. But when you come under Article 3, 4, then the accordion stretches. Here, the notion of likeness is broader than the notion of likeness under GATT Article 3.2, first sentence. What the case law said is that, the, is that uh, what is like products under Article 3, Paragraph 4 uh, of the GATT is broader than what is like product under Article 3, Paragraph 2, first sentence of the GATT. But, 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 it, it is not broader than the combined scope of GATT Article 3.2 first sentence and GATT Article 3.2 second sentence. Because remember, GATT Article 3.2, you have two uh, situations. You have like products plus, if it fails, directly competitive or substitutable products. Okay? So what the case law has, has learned us is that the notion of like products under GATT Article 3.4 is somewhere between uh, the notion of like products under GATT Article 3.2 first sentence, so it is, it is beyond, but it is, not, uh, it, is, it, it, it is below what is directly competitive or substitutable products. So it is somewhere in between, broader than first sentence, but surely not broader than the combined scope of the first sentence plus the second sentence. So concretely, what does it mean? The case law concluded that uh, the determination of what are like products under Article 3.4 is a determination of what we call the nature and extent of the competitive relationship between two products. 
So to determine whether two products are like products under Article 34 of the GATS, of the GATS, sorry, you need to determine the nature and extent of the competitive relationship between those two products. So to determine whether the domestic soft drinks containing sugarcane and the imported soft drinks containing HFCS are like products under GATT Article 3.4, you need to show that they are in a competitive relationship. So what does it mean? Which criteria are going to prevail there? Product, properties, nature and quality, plus consumers, states and habits. These are going to be the determinant criteria to analyze whether the two products are in a competitive relationship. You remember that I told you uh, for GATT Article 3.2 first sentence, the prevailing criterion was products, properties, nature and quality because we were just looking at physical similarity there. For GATT Article 3.2 second sentence, what was the prevailing criterion? Consumers, tastes and habits. Because there you look at whether the products are interchangeable um, or whether they offer alternative ways of satisfying the, a particular need. But here, since we know that like products under GATT Article 3.4 are between physical similarity and directly competitive or substitutable, so here you need to take into account both criteria. So the product properties, nature and quality, plus the consumer's states and habits. So if you can prove, for instance, on a given market that domestic soft drinks containing sugarcane and imported soft, uh, soft drinks containing corn syrup, if you can prove that they have physical similarity, but Beyond that physical similarity, on the market, they are in a competitive relationship be because consumers see them as being competitive products. So when consumers go to supermarkets, they see both products are being in competition. They don't make any sort of, <laughs> of distinction, of differentiation for them. You know, soft drinks are soft drinks. They're, they're both bad for health, that they contain sugarcane or they contain uh, high fructose corn syrup. They perceive both products that we have already found as being similar physically. They, consider, they perceive them also as being in uh, competition. So no, 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 no problem at that level. Okay? So if you can prove that the two products, the two categories of products are in a competitive relationship, then your conclusion is that they are like products under GATT Article 3.4. They are like products. But if you cannot prove that they are uh, in, a, in a competitive relationship, then this is the end of the story. It's impossible to find a violation of the national treatment uh, principle there under GATT Article 3.3.4. So the best example of what 
two products, for instance, which are not uh, in a competitive relationship. There was a case before the WTO concerning asbestos. Asbestos. So, uh, one government has decided to prohibit the import of uh, cement-based products containing chrysotyl asbestos fibers. Chrysotyl asbestos fibers. And then the, the other state, which was the one which was importing cement-based uh, products containing chrysotyl asbestos fibers, said, yes, but uh, the domestic, uh, the, this state is prohibiting my cement to enter on its market, but in its, in its country, they're producing cement-based uh, products containing PCG fibers, which are a sort of derivative of, 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 of asbestos. You see? So, so the, 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 that, the, 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 that state, was, state B, was claiming that, I'm sorry, but this is violation of the national treatment principle because you're not treating... Uh, you 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 treating you 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 discriminating between your your domestic cement which has PCG fibers, a derivative of asbestos. You discriminating that by we by comparison to my cement, so the imported cement which has chrysotyl asbestos fibers. At the end of the day, it's the same. So when the WTO judge look at the issue, it said, yeah, but no, you know. Those two, those two products are not really in a competitive relationship. You know why? Because PCG fibers, they're not cancerous. They're not toxic. Okay, it's a derivative of asbestos, but the, it doesn't have the toxic nature than chrysotyl asbestos fibers have. So the consumers on this market, if they know that this product is dangerous for health and this one is not dangerous for health of course they would never perceive those two products as being in a competitive relationship so even if you tell me that pcg fibers and chrysotyl uh, asbestos fibers are similar physically let's 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 imagine even let's imagine let's assume but they're not in a competitive relationship because we want to die. <laughs> we want to die. You know that this one, if you build your house with this one, there's no toxicity. Toxi, to toxicity. But if you build your house with the other one, <laughs> there is risk, uh, risks of, 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 uh, there are risks of cancer. So they cannot be in a competitive relationship. Do you see? So, this, this might be an example of what is being for two products to be in a competitive relationship. But let's, let's imagine, let's assume that the domestic soft drinks containing sugar cane and the domestic soft drinks containing <laughs> high fructose corn syrup are like products under Article 3, 4 of the GATT, so they are in a competitive relationship. If you want to prove that there is violation of the national uh, treatment uh, principle, you still need to prove something else. So there is a last step. You need to prove that the imported products were 
accorded less favorable treatment. Less favorable treatment. So here, let's be careful. Less favorable treatment doesn't mean difference of treatment. It's not because there is a difference of treatment between domestic products and um, imported products that you can conclude that there is an, a less favorable treatment. No, the less favorable treatment, once again, um, is linked to the objective of GATT Article 3.2. There will be less favorable treatment if you can prove that the internal regulation was applied so as to afford protection to domestic production, once again. So you see, so it's not just because you find a difference of treatment that you can conclude that there is a, no, uh, there is a less favorable treatment. No, you need to prove. You need to prove that there has been a distortion of the opportunities of competition on the market. So you need to prove that the equality of opportunities has been nullified or has been hampered because of that internal regulation. Now, because of that internal regulation, you know, it's impossible for imported soft drinks, you know, to have equality of conditions, of competitive conditions on the market of state A. Then there is less favorable treatment. But if you can't prove that, then there is no less favorable treatment, and then you would fail in proving that there is a violation of the national treatment principle. But if you can prove that there has been distortion, that the measure was applied or was purporting at protecting domestic production, then you can uh, make your case that there was violation of the national treatment principle under GATT Article 3.4. So to conclude, we can see that um, the, 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 the machinery, the, the mechanism of GATT Article 3 of the... Uh, that, uh, that, that the mechanism of GATT Article 3 is, uh, is rather complex because it, um, it, it deals with the concept of likeness, which is a rather complex notion, which is very flexible depending on the market which is taken into account. But national treatment is very important uh, in, in international trade relations because, of course, most of the time, uh, states try to, um, uh, to avoid uh, their, their WTO obligations by discriminating at the internal level. So this is most of the disputes uh, nowadays at the WTO, most, most of the GATT disputes are national treatment disputes because states always have this sort of um, willingness uh, to protect uh, domestic production. And of course, they, 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 they can use rather uh, vicious measures to, 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 to reach such, uh, such objectives. 
and sometimes very measures which are very hard to, to identify as being discriminatory measures. Because when a state, for instance, adopts uh, internal regulations, it can be very complicated to, 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 to see how that internal regulation uh, is, for instance, affording protection to domestic production. But this is a very fundamental principle because it is linked to non-discrimination. And as I was saying in the previous lesson uh, on the principle of non-discrimination, uh, non-discrimination is one of the main means uh, through which uh, WTO objectives can be attained. So this is why the national treatment principle is so fundamental. Thank you for your attention.